0: From the Florida Bar Studios in Tallahassee, this is Florida Bar News Briefs. I'm your host, Mark Killian. A House panel last week began weighing the fiscal year 24-25 judicial branch budget request, a list that includes $8 million for the six DCA courthouse. Jim Ash has more.
1: Uh, Mark, Interim State Courts Administrator Eric McClure presented the court system's LBR, or Legislative Budget Request, to the House Justice Appropriations Subcommittee. He said the $8 million would pay for, quote, phase one construction or such things as site acquisition and architectural and engineering services. The 6DCA has been using lease space including a library at Florida Southern College since it began hearing cases January 1. McClure acknowledged that Governor Ron DeSantis has twice vetoed funding for a 6-DCA courthouse, including $50 million the legislature initially approved. The $8 million request would allow the courts to come back with a more accurate assessment of the entire cost, he said. McClure highlighted another $8.1 million the courts are requesting for court reporting resources that McClure said are critical to trial court operations. The money would pay for 60 full-time positions overall. A major portion of the total, $6.5 million, would pay for additional stenographers, digital court reporters, and court reporting support staff. Another $1.6 million of the total would pay for increased contractual court reporting services. The branch is also asking for $5.2 million in 20 positions for, quote, due process resources for the trial courts. That figure includes $3.2 million to pay for additional court interpreters, contracted interpreter services, and interpreter support staff. Another $1.2 million of the total would cover an increase in expert witness costs. Approximately 698,000 of that total would be dedicated to additional senior judge days. McClure says senior judges give courts the flexibility to manage temporary spikes in case filings. Senior judges will be needed to help resolve the final, mostly complex cases that remain from a COVID-19 pandemic-related backlog, McClure said. Committee members reserve most of their questions for two of the biggest ticket items a $27.6 million request to help some circuits pay for case management technology, and a $48 million request to enhance the salaries of DCA, circuit court, and county court judges. McClure told a committee member the salary enhancements are needed to make Florida, quote, more competitive nationally.
0: Local professionalism panels are facing a December 15th deadline to begin filing biannual reports. Roanne batar has more.
2: In an effort to strengthen the state's commitment to professionalism, local professionalism panels in each judicial circuit will now be required to file biannual reports detailing their case activity. These reports will be submitted to the chief judge of the circuit, the Florida Supreme Court, and the Florida Bar. The panels, composed of volunteer attorneys, play a crucial role in addressing perceived unprofessional behavior among their peers. They provide a forum for informal resolution of complaints ranging from untimely returned calls to rudeness toward colleagues, the public or court personnel. The new reporting requirements are designed to enhance transparency and accountability. By tracking case activity, the Supreme Court and the Florida Bar can better understand the nature and frequency of professionalism concerns and identify areas for improvement. The local professionalism panels are distinct from the bar's formal grievance process, which is intended for more serious ethical violations. Instead, they serve as a platform for peer-to-peer mentoring and informal resolution, fostering a culture of civility and respect within the profession. The implementation of biannual reporting marks is seen as a significant step in strengthening Florida's commitment to upholding the highest standards of professionalism among its lawyers.
0: Coast to Coast Legal Aid of South Florida has been awarded the Broward Domestic Violence Council's 2023 Outstanding Program Award for its RISE Rights and Systems Enforced Project. Alexandra Glorioso has the details.
3: The RISE Project provides holistic legal services to victims of intimate partner violence and domestic violence who are also navigating the criminal justice system. The project was launched in 2019 in response to Florida's Marcy's Law, which gave crime victims a set of enforceable rights and protections. Coast to Coast Executive Director Lisa Goldberg says for many victims, the criminal justice system can be an overwhelming experience, and having a knowledgeable and caring attorney by their side throughout the proceeding provides survivors protection from intimidation and further abuse and supports them with respect and dignity that they deserve. Since its inception, the RISE Project has assisted hundreds of victims of domestic violence. The project has been praised by victims, law enforcement officials, and other advocates for its compassion and effectiveness. Coast to Coast Legal Aid is committed to providing victims of domestic violence with the legal support they need to escape their abusers and rebuild their lives, and the RISE Project is a vital part of that mission.
0: Anti-property fraud legislation crafted with the help of Florida Bar experts is showing early promise, a Southwest Florida court clerk told lawmakers late last week. Jim Ash, tell us about it.
1: Well, Mark Lee County Clerk and Comptroller Kevin Carnes told the House Civil Justice Subcommittee that a measure approved by the legislature last session is off to a good start. The bill's sponsor worked with the clerks and the Real Property Probate and Trust Law section. The goal was to prevent the filing of fake property records. Carnes offered examples of fraud in each member's district. He told the committee, quote, fraudsters are filing fake documents that convey real property to the improper owner. A typical scenario involves a scam artist offering a vacant lot for sale online. The buyers don't know their victims until months later, when a property tax notice never arrives, Karn said. The bill essentially does two things. First, it requires clerks to offer an automated early warning system that alerts property owners when a deed, mortgage, or other official record is filed in their names. 64 of 67 clerks have the system up and running and Carnes says the rest will meet the bill's January 1 deadline to have their systems operational. Second, the bill created a Lee County pilot program that requires clerks to demand a photo ID when recording documents. Carnes told the committee it's too early to tell how well that's working to deter fraud. In August, clerks rejected about 160 of 1,033 deeds that were presented, about half 84 were for failure to show ID, and another 12 were rejected because photocopies of IDs were illegible. The rest were rejected because of a lack of government entity ID. The rejection rate fell by half, from 15% to 6% the following month as more people became aware of the new requirement, Carnes told the committee. Carnes suggested several changes lawmakers could make in the January session, including defining the word presenter and eliminating an exemption for out-of-state recordings. Police say they'd be more successful tracking suspects if clerks installed video recording systems, but Carnes warned that would raise financial and privacy concerns. Carnes reminded lawmakers that clerks are not allowed to reject a deed that meets legal requirements, even if they suspect fraud. Carnes says giving clerks that authority would create more challenges, as it's really difficult to know if you're looking at a fraudulent document.
0: Renowned family law attorney and former Florida Bar President James Fox Miller passed away on November 7th at his second home in Florence, Italy. He was 84. Roanne?
2: Miller was a man of many talents and passions. He was a voracious reader, a gifted storyteller, and a man of great energy and exuberance. He was also a fierce advocate for his clients, always striving to provide them with the best possible legal representation. Miller was born in East Orange, New Jersey in 1939. He attended the University of Michigan and Ohio State University before earning his law degree from Northwestern University in 1965. After law school, Miller moved to Florida and quickly established himself as a leading family law attorney. He served as president of the Florida Bar from 1990 to 1991 and was a frequent writer and teacher of family law. In addition to his legal work, Miller was also active in his community. He served on the Broward County United Way Board of Directors, was president of Temple L in Hollywood, and was president of the Jewish Family Service of Broward County. Miller is survived by his wife of 63 years, Barbara, three children and seven grandchildren. Longtime friend and partner David Boyes described Miller as larger than life, adding, quote, no one was more enjoyable and entertaining to be with or listen to, and no one was more devoted to his family, his friends or his firm.
0: For more on these and other stories of interest to the profession, visit FloridaBar.org news. Florida Bar News Briefs is a production of the Journal and News Department for Jim Ash. Roanne Batar, Alexandra Glorioso, and our crack producer behind the glass, Clay Shaw. It's I'm Mark.